Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Tuning in to episode 168. This is the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your Zach, and alongside me as always is Tim. Welcome, minions. We got whiskey. We got whiskey. We got whiskey. Cheers. That's really all you need. You don't need money. You don't need a house. You just need whiskey. It keeps you warm at night. If you don't have those other two, you need a lot more whiskey. I don't know, it sounds pretty cold and wet up there today. It really does. That I have to that house is... If not, your house is big enough, I'll move in. Lay on your sack. Alright, well, moving in here is what happens to mine then. Okay, sounds good. That works. Um, anyways guys, uh, it's been a week since we were sitting here on this couch sofa thing. Yeah. And, uh, you've done some stuff. And some things. And things, and I haven't, so why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Uh, my search for the perfect replacement gym continues, and I think I might have found it. Um, continues? I thought there was only two fucking choices. There's way more than that. Well, you've only mentioned two. Those are the only two I went to. I went to a third one. Oh, Jesus. It's kind of like in between. Holy fuck, here we go. So, it's not too far from my house. It's about 12 minutes. Okay. It's a lot closer than the one across town that was really cool. The big fancy cool it's one, expensive. yeah. expensive. This one has all new equipment. It's in a brand new location, so it feels like a brand new gym. Although it's been around for a couple years. Okay. Um, the training I had, I went today and I went yesterday. You did say that they're in a new location. Yeah, they moved from somewhere so else. Do well, they just move frequently? Like I your last one? Don't think so. Okay. Just checking? Um, this The location they moved to looks semi-permanent. Like they've got a check-in desk. They've got bathrooms and showers. They've got a rear wall that's wood paneled, which makes it really good for you to do like handstand push-ups on. Okay. So you have to flip yourself up on your head. Anyway, they've... Actually modified the space. Okay. And it looks like they'll be staying there for a while. Okay. Um, I'm excited that showers too. By the way, I use it. That today. is nice. I had a dentist appointment right after my workout. I'm like, that would not be very nice to poor hygienist to be right in my face. Like, You're right like, hey, what's up, baby? Smell my sweaty it's ass. Bad enough that they have to look into my oral cavity. That, yeah. Yeah. Gross. It's pretty bad. Gross. No, I was freshly showered for my hygienist, and I'm, they didn't know that they appreciated it, but they they did. They appreciated it. Um, so yeah, I mean, showers plus, like I said, the equipment is new. They had uh, lots of rowers. The, the gym I have been going to in the interim. A lot of people in there are just going, stroke, stroke. Well, the, the one I'm going to, like the one I bought the, the month pass only had like three rowers. So oh, like shit. everyone has to alternate. Yeah. It's kind of tricky. So did you um, use up your month pass? Uh, it expires the 27th. So you still got a while. A couple days. Yeah. Really? Like, you got about like 10 days or no, six days. Never something mind. Something like that. Yeah. I might not use all the days. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, the, the place there knows our situation. Uh, me and Dale both went and checked it out. Today? Yeah. yeah oh. Yesterday. Okay, cool. So Is he thinking he's going to go to this one? Um, he hasn't said specifically, but I know he's way more positive about this one than the one I'm going to currently. Okay. So it's very likely. Um, and you guys have pretty much gone to the same gyms. For like four years. Yeah. Yeah, long so time. You guys are kind of like a couple when it comes to gym rats. Kind of, yeah. We're definitely gym partners. Um, yeah, when I started, I was lifting a lot less weight than him, and now I lift way more. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so as we uh, come to the end of the year and start thinking about games of the year, we had a short discussion before the podcast. We did. That was fun. But moving on to things to do with the week. Um, uh, Friday, I took my daughter to, um, there's a special members only event for the new exhibit they're opening up. It's Where? About, at OMSI. I don't think you said that, but maybe you did. 
Uh, Omsi is our local science museum. Yeah, we just had beer there. We did. So it's twice in a month I've gone. Um, this exhibit is all about like ways that like illusions trick your brain and stuff. Um, it's really hard to describe all the stuff I saw, but uh, one of the cool ones was you stood in front of a a camera and the computer like pieced together something that sort of looked like you based on video frames. Um, so it looked huh. like this weird kind of digital painting when it was done. So it was it it was basically uh, the NBA two K eighteen face recognition all over again. Sure. Yeah, kind of. Um, not maybe quite as freaky looking as that. Okay. But yeah, we had fun with that. Me and my daughter checked it out, and then we checked out the dead babies at the life science part, and we checked out um, some of the turbines. You want the babies? You said dead babies. Continue. There's part of the, one of the OMSI's permanent exhibit is this like, like the the, the um like the months yeah of progress, and they have actual embryos yeah. at different stages, and it's really creepy. So they got up to like nine months. Yeah. All the way from little pin-sized embryo. Yeah. Of humans. Yeah. Well, formerly live humans. But, yeah, wow. we checked that out. Kind of creepy. It's very creepy. I wonder how they legally get away with that. I don't know. Like, displaying dead people is real tricky. They had that one exhibit a while ago. With the they... corpses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was done pretty tastefully, but still creepy. Yep. So, after that... That's what I've been to. After that, we went to my favorite little bar nearby. So you and your daughter went, so it wasn't just you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, we called ahead of time. Apparently, she could go all the way till 2 a.m. What? Yeah. She could go where? To uh, Norniko, the the uh, ramen place. Wait, they're open till 2 a.m.? Yeah. Holy yeah, you shit. You didn't know that? Oh. Yes, yeah, so this place is under the Hawthorne Bridge. It's a really cool ramen place, and they have a full bar, too. So I had, like, a cucumber... Uh, margarita was really yummy. Oh, nice. And then a beer. Um, so I've been playing... I'm a just, buoy beer? No, it was uh, Rainier, actually. Oh. Just a light beer. Yeah. I like light crisp beer with my um, Japanese food. So, skipping ahead a little bit to one of the games I've been playing, I what played uh, Valhalla there. And I'll discuss why ah. later when we get to the games we've been playing. Okay. But I did play a Vita while we were there with my daughter. I saw a photo of that. Yeah. yeah um, I flipped you actually, off on Facebook. On Twitter, it's gotten over like 16 retweets and like Holy shit. 100 likes. Nice. Because the uh, developer retweeted it. Oh, that's fucking cool. Because I explained my rule about only playing this game in bars. That was on your personal my Twitter. My personal Twitter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll pull it up right now and give you a number while you tell me about your week. Man, we've been like down and out, kind of like passing this like sickness thing around right now, just congestion. Um, but Saturday, my wife and I decided we were going to get up, and we were going to go to 108 likes, 16 retweets. Holy shit. Hold up, hold up. Where's the little, uh, what does that do? That's just if you retweet it and quote it. Uh-oh. Don't do that. It's weird to quote yourself. Quote yourself, Tim. No. What are you doing? There's supposed to be, like, one where you can see, like, how many people have interacted with it. Oh, I'm not, I don't have the official Twitter app. Well, that's going to be gay. Um, anyways, so we went up, we got up, and went out to Elmer's for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're joined by her best friend and her best friend's mom. Then we went to a couple bazaars. Wait, wait, what did you have for breakfast? We went to Elmer's. I had a, it was like, by the time we got there, I think it was like 11 o'clock. So you can still get breakfast though, right? Yeah, you can. I think you get a breakfast 24-7 at Elmer's. I think I'm getting a, uh, Monte Carlo. Okay. So. That's the sandwich fried and egg, right? Yeah, so it's uh, French toast, top and bottom, with ham, powdered sugar over the French toast, ham in the center, and then Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. I really like it. Did uh, you dip it in jam? Yes. Okay. So, and uh, you dip it in jam. It's, uh, I, you know, I never see anybody like my age ever eating it, so I always equate it to like an older generation sort of food. I mean, honestly, Elmer's itself is kind of... It's older generation. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I really like their food. I'm And they have an amazing yeah, German food's... pancake and everything. The food's good. Um, we went there for German pancakes and neither one of us got it. My wife ended up getting like, I don't remember what the hell she got, like some sort of skillet, which is like completely out of her thing, but it was like some sort of like quiche skillet thing. It was all veggies and it was disgusting. So, um... Ooh. Breaking news, the new round of Abyss from Deschutes Crew will be coming out the 1st of December. Oh, fuck. Um, they have the Abyss Tequila and the Abyss Rum. What the hell? Oh, um, the barrels are aged in, I guess. Of rum and, and tequila. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Because we got to get one of each. 
damn it. At least. And there's three of them! But look how pretty they look, thank Oh, there's two of them. I think there's just two. Okay. Well, I know two. how to get us to at least four of them. No, fuck, there's three. What? I think. Unless that's an older... The Abyss Rum and the Abyss Tequila both Imperial starts 100% age in their respective barrels for 12 months using the same Abyss Rum from Abyss Classic. So there's Abyss Classic, Abyss Rum, and Abyss Tequila. And that's just which kind of barrels are aged in. We gotta get one of each at least to split. Alright. So. Anyways. So we did the bazaar. Um, we walked around and everything. Um, it was alright. It's not like really my scene whatsoever, but it was cool to go look. It's fun getting out and see that type of shit. Did you guys buy much stuff? No, we didn't really buy anything actually at this one. We're looking for like a, you know like how like, and you guys might do it at your house, like all that door jams like where you like mark the, like your kid's height and everything. Yeah. Now they make like big, like refurbished like wood things that like look like rulers. They go up to like seven feet, six feet, and uh, it's all like stained, like marked out, you know, like an actual ruler. So I want to get one of those for Grayson. And uh, yeah, so Just hopefully. Didn't find one you liked. No, we haven't found one yet. Like, they're all, like, super, like, thin. I want to get, like, a nice, wide one that actually, like, looks legit. Because they're all, like, 50 bucks. So I'm going to fucking spend 50 bucks. I want to fucking get a nice one. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Other than that, I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts, and I turned you on to a new one this week. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, uh, called Uncivil, and, uh... I think I'm on the third or fourth episode already. You're probably on the, the current one, then. I think there's maybe two more that okay. I haven't heard, but... Um, there might be some that have came out since I've been sick. I haven't got to listen to podcasts every day like I'm used to, so I've fallen behind on quite a bit. Um, but it's done by two African-American uh, gentlemen. I believe they're both African-American. They're both definitely journalists. They're both journalists. Um, but they go over the history of African-American slavery and rights during, like, the Civil War and what it pertains to, like, today. And uh, so the first one what they went over, was it the statue? It was the raid. The raid. Oh, right, yeah, the raid back in the Civil War. Pretty epic raid. Pretty fucking epic raid. There was this uh, northern general, or colonel, um that had taken over an island in the deep south, like, during the middle of the Civil War, or, like, the beginning of the Civil War. Basically, black slaves could come and get to this island, and he would arm them, and then at nighttime, they would go out, take a boat back across from the island, and, like, raid and pillage these southern towns and free slaves. And they were welcome to stay there, or they were welcome to come with him. And uh, he went against orders, arming all the African-Americans that made it to his colony area. It was really cool. Um, they did one on the statue of Robert E. Lee that was taken down. And how there's actually other statues that are... More offensive. More offensive than this one. Like the Abraham Lincoln one. Yeah. That one's pretty offensive. That one's pretty fucking offensive. I've never heard, never heard of it, never seen of it either. Apparently... There's an Abraham Lincoln statue where there is a uh, sl freed slave reaching up towards Abraham Lincoln. From the ground. From the ground, on his knees, begging Lincoln, basically. And uh, he's in disheveled clothing while Lincoln's in his nice presidential attire. Um, so basically on that one, I thought that was really per yeah, pertinent, especially because they had just taken the statue down around the recording of that episode. Um... And then the newest one, I can't remember what the newest one was that I told you you had to get in on. Um, oh, it was about the uh, Confederate anthem. The, Unofficial. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Dixie. Dixie. Um, which is the General Lee horn, if you press on the horn, and uh, Dukes of Hazard. Um, that one. And uh, basically, these journalists set out to just ask people how they feel about it and end up coming across that a white northerner uh, actually officially published this song. They dug into it more and actually officially found out that an African-American family wrote the song and taught it to him when he was a child. And so the unofficial redneck hillbilly Dixie song is actually wrote and created by an African-American family that was like the Jackson 5 back in the day. 
So, um, pretty cool. Um, I really like it just because it's like... It's produced for It's you. our history. I mean, and it's their history, it's our history, and it's really interesting how they tie it. Old world stuff it's into... It's produced and edited really yeah, well. It's really, really good, well. Really good listening. Um, and then I've also been listening to... What podcast did I tell you to listen to that you refuse to listen to? Oh, something about murder. I don't know. Huh. There's a few of them. Anyways, I've been listening to a whole bunch of other podcasts. Uh, My Favorite Murder um, and a bunch of other ones. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing this week. Okay. So cool. what have you been doing? Or playing? So I mentioned Valhalla, but I didn't really say what it was. So it's a Vita game I've been waiting for for a long time. Um, I think we talked a little bit about it last week. Possibly. Um, it did come out on Steam, I think, even last year, maybe. But I've been waiting so. to play it on Vita. You're basically a bartender. And Didn't this... you back on Kickstarter or something? No, I okay. checked it out um, a couple packs ago. Oh, right, right, right. So you're a bartender in this like hole-in-the-wall bar, and it's kind of like if you imagine like every anime character you've ever thought of like will show up at the bar at one point. Like, it's like Mickey a... Mouse? That's not an anime character. Like An anime character would be like a, a woman who fights in a robot suit. or so a, Samus? Kind of-ish. Or um, like, a jet, like an idol, like a singer. That, like it's really famous or Justin Timberlake kind of but female with huge boobs like Jessica all, Simpson gotcha. all these people come through Britney your, Spears all these people come to your bar and tell Christina you Christina Aguilera yes that's a lot closer to an idol Christina okay. Aguilera yes but anime um, <laughs> but anime <laughs> but Japanese 13 years old and no clothes no she's got big boobs there's no mistaking her for a 13 year old oh, okay um, so there is a kind of underage character and they get around that by making her a robot really yeah that's weird yeah she's a sex bot of course she is but she's a robot so it's okay it's okay yeah because now she's a robot and speaking of which there is like pretty pretty me- sexual stuff messed up dialogue yeah yeah you've sent me quite a few photos and I'm like what the fuck is this it's definitely stuff you kind of conversations you'd hear in a bar it doesn't pull yeah it's no Nintendo game. Um, but you hear these pretty interesting stories from pretty interesting people while you mix some drinks. You use the touchpad on the Vita to huh. pull the ingredients in the drinks then use the little shaker. Cool. That part's pretty cool, and that's why I wanted to wait for Vita. Because you can do that with a mouse on yeah. a PC. It's just not as fun. Um, so I made myself a personal rule um, okay. that I, I think I already mentioned, which was only playing this in a bar, which I can do because it's a Vita game, and it fits in my coat pocket. Um, so I've played in several bars now, including the um, Nordico under the Hawthorne Bridge. It was probably the second coolest one. The very first time I played the game was at Tanuki, which I think I did mention last week, which is a really cool bar. I've also played a bit at Crave and at the Brick House in downtown Vancouver. Cool. So, yeah, I hope to... Brick House, that sounds so familiar. Which one's that? It's right on Main and Mill Point. You've probably been to it, or you've at least driven by it. Yeah. Um... It's not a great bar, but it's definitely like a CD hole-in-the-wall type bar, so it fits with the vibe. So, I also played a bit on my PS4 um, Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, nice. It game's very pretty. Um, it plays a lot different than a lot of Assassin's Creed games. Like there Did is you some... finally get past the boring-ass hour and a half? I think I'm in the tail end of it. Things are starting to open up a bit. Okay. One of the cool things is you have an eagle... Yeah. And you can, like, just release them at any time. It's like a drone. Yeah, it's really cool, though. Just all of a sudden, you're, like, overlooking the entire... That's um, pretty cool. It is, it's a really cool effect. Um, then you can, like, tag targets or find, nice. out, find out where you need to go more specifically. And then follow it on the map. You can summon a mount. And um, I've got the DLC that you can, you get a camel standard. i got a horse as well. Come, I got some Twitch. Is it really that big of an open-world map that you need a mount? Yeah. Or is it just, like, tossed in there, like, hey... No, it would take you a long... He he could run there, but, yeah, it saves a lot of time. Okay. Um, You you definitely want to... So, is it... It's open world, then? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's not Um, loading, like, the last Assassin's Creed that I played. So, right now, I'm just in this one really big area. Okay. Um, It's kind of around a body of water, and it's just, like, a really big town. Do you feel like you're going to get on a boat and go somewhere else after this? I feel like I'm not seeing everything yet, yes. Yeah. And it's already pretty big. Yeah. Um... And it's got the typical open world stuff where there's like logos everywhere and I'm like, <sighs> with this and a couple other open world games I've been playing, I wish that there, you know, some games like action games have a slider, like easy, hard. Yeah. I wish there was an open world slider where it said shorter. Yeah. 
Because I'm doing a lot of grinding quests right, right now to like yeah. get armor, to get yeah. hunting, to get pouches, the typical stuff you do yeah. these days. And it just, it's busy work. You need I'm, a loot box system where you can buy all that no, stuff. No, I just want a progression where I, I don't have to go through the skill tree as slowly. Uh, things unlock a lot yeah. faster. And I choose just to do the main story missions. Or maybe, I don't know. I wish yeah. there was a fast track version you could choose to play in open world games. That'd for people cool. like me that don't have a ton of time to play games, like I, pre I appreciate the open world, and for the people that want it, I like I want them to do all these side quests and craft all their crap. I would like an option where you don't have to craft all the crap. You don't have to craft all the crap. XP like unlocks a lot faster. You get through the progression a lot faster, and you focus more on the story. I think that'd be a really good feature. Like I understand they spend a lot of time to make these games full featured. Yeah. But I probably won't experience it like I drop away from a lot of open world games yeah. like I finished Mafia 3 proud of that you have not finished Fallout 4 I have not and we got the collector's editions yeah so that's my problem I have with all open world games not just this one yeah um, I like spent like 45 minutes helping this healer out because her temple got overrun and, like, oh little, Jesus little you know like, yeah nuisance mm -hmm. yep. you never finished Dragon Age Inquisition either. I didn't really like that game. I'm sorry. I didn't like the, the setup. Need the cheat mod, bro. Maybe. Maybe someday. Yeah. I spent too much time in the first section, too. Yeah, it's did. a mistake a lot. But hey, they designed it that way. They did. That was a design flaw. Yeah, you didn't know that you could leave. That was a design flaw. I think a lot of players got trapped with that and got bored of the game. Yeah. But from There's too much to do in the first area. It's way too much. They should have limited how much stuff was in the first area and made it smaller or something. So, anyway... Those are the two games I've been playing. What about Sweet. You? Uh, I've been playing uh, Brave Land some more. I think I spoke about that last week. It's like the little RPG. Uh, I'm not sure you did. So it's like, it's weird. It's a mobile game um, on Android. You recommended the 99 cent one to me, but that's like the third in the series. Oh, okay. So I went and paid two ninety nine for the first one. And there's a Pirates one, then the 99 cent one that you did. Uh, so you sent to me. It's like a map, but like little areas will open up, and you just click, and you progress, and you do like a battle scene, and you progress, and there's like a story built around it, so I don't really know how you would classify that as. I don't know either. Um, I guess like kind of RPG, because you, there's a, you're playing you're a role. Yeah, you're leveling up, you're getting new, uh, you're acquiring new people that have talents, like a rogue, or a mage, so or a healer. Sort of like Fire Emblem? Sort of. Yeah, kind of like Fire Emblem. Um, it's a RTS as well because you only get to click so many times before it's the opponent's turn. It's definitely um, Fire Emblem. Yeah, so I haven't really played Fire Emblem, so I can't really make that uh, uh, jump. But I've also been playing Phone Destroyer. That's a South Park game, right? Yes, South Park. How is it? It's pretty funny. Yeah? Um, pretty good humor. What style of game is it? Um, a lot like, uh, Clash Royale, so, the card game, Okay. so, you start as your guy is, like, on his phone, walking behind, and then you flick cards onto the battlefield, mm -hmm. which, like, makes people pop up, and then you have, like, a, like, an HP running across the bottom, and then as it gets higher, then you can flick higher level cards onto the field, and then you have, you know, like Stan or Butters or somebody like against you. And you're basically trying to progress the story. Um, I'm playing it solo, basically. Every once in a while you have to do a PvP match. You have to like, to progress to the next alleyway, you have to beat three PvP matches. That's like once every like hour and a half. You have to like beat like one PvP or three PvP matches to progress. It's fine. It's fun. Um, I don't think I'll stick around on it too much longer. But it's really funny. Like, it definitely has a South Park humor. Okay. So, it's all voice acted. And uh, every once in a while, like, you'll get a call from, like, Cartman or something. And be like, hey, new kid, you need to get over here right now. We need to do this. And, like, just, like, stupid shit. So. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, they also have, like, a group chat going on. Because it's just, like, uh, the Fractured Butthole or... Um, Stick of Truth. Stick of Truth, where you're there, like, the kids are playing a game. Okay. So... Right now, you start off, and they're playing uh, Cowboys and Indians. So, Cartman's the sheriff of the Cowboys, and he calls in the new kid, which is you, to take out all the, kill all the Indians. And, uh, 
So you kill all the Indians, and then also, I think it's like Stan or something, he's like, Fuck this! We're playing fucking cowboys and robots! Cartman's like, you can't do that! He's like, here's a fucking robot, Cartman! And like, throws out a robot into the field, and like, so now you're like playing ca like cowboys and robots. And then all of a sudden, like, the next thing pops up, and then, uh, Cartman's in his, like, Osimo robot, like, outfit, which is just a bunch of boxes that has the word Osimo wrote across his chest. He's like, fuck it, we're going to play future robots versus regular robots. So now, you're, now you've switched the game from Cowboys and Indians to Cowboys and Robots to future robots to robots. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just stupid fun. But it's funny. So, uh, yeah. I can play that. Yeah, it's fine. I can play it in bed, so. That's what your Switch is for. I know. I got to get back into that. You do. I do. So, anyways, you ready to talk some tech? Oh, uh, yeah. Are you? Nope. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let's see some tech talk. Tech 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 tech. Alright guys. Continuing our line line of Gambius products. I have the Gambius Hermes P3 RGB mechanical gaming keyboard here guys. This is a ultimate low profile profile keyboard, meaning the keys are shorter, so it's a shorter click distance. Uh, the travel distance is actually 3.0 millimeters compared to the standard at 5 point. Uh, the keycap is 5 millimeters, which the standard is 11.5. And the keystroke life cycle is 60 million clicks, which usually a standard keyboard gaming keyboard has 50 million clicks. It's also based off of the Hera software, which is the same uh, customization RGB and uh, programmable macro key software that is Gandhi's exclusive. Um, yeah, so let us check this out. Also comes with a sweet key, uh, a key key. So you can like pop it underneath your like, keys, pull the keys off your keyboard so you can clean your keyboard. Okay. So that's what that's for. Pretty sweet. Um, I have not opened this yet, so the review is not out yet. I'm hoping to get it done this weekend. Since it's also Thanksgiving, we should say Happy Thanksgiving to all these people. Happy Thanksgiving. You got it. I got it. I gotta save this ticket. Oh my gosh, you're so good. It's not new in box anymore. It's still in the box. It's not new in the box. It's still new. So I will say, just coming from a perfectionist standpoint, the one thing this is missing is the volume up and down scroll wheel or independent buttons for that. It does have the FN, F7, F8 up and down um, audio. The edges are interesting, the beveled edges. Yeah, so this is more of like a Gambius uh, Pro Series style to it. They also have the Gambius, uh, I don't remember the model number, we're supposed to be getting it for review here pretty soon as well. It's another Hermes uh, keyboard that actually has a scroll wheel here for audio, which is pretty nice, I really like that. Um, as you can hear, the keys are actually substantially quieter than the other ones that we have. Yeah. Um, the keystrokes are nice and short, which is awesome when you're in uh, like FPS gaming and stuff like that. Does that have uh, shorter fingers? It, dick. <laughs> it does. It actually does. Yeah, see, my fingers don't have to move as much, uh -huh. so it's pretty cute. Uh, yeah. When those millimeters count. Yep, those millimeters count. So this is the Hermes P3 RGB, guys. Um, it is... You put that part in your review now. Huh? You know, you have to put that part I know, right? Yeah. It really is nice. Do people sure actually use the, the stands to make it up higher? That always seems weird. Some to people me. do. That seems weird to me. I used angle. to. But it has those if you want to change the angle. Yep, it does if you want to change the angle. Um, and does this have RGB or not? Yes. Okay. P3 RGB. What does P3 mean? It is their Hermes P3. That's the model number. P3. Oh, oh okay. RGB cool. means it's RGB. Okay. So. Cool. Yep. So that is this uh, week's... One more time, that is the Gambia's Hermes... P3 RGB. Nice. Yep. 
So that is this week's Tech Talk, guys. Um, check out the review coming very shortly over at thebuttsmashers.com. Um, we also have some more Gamdia stuff on its way, apparently, here very shortly to us to check out. So uh, stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back with some more Casey Trees. Yes. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. This one's coming to us from Rogue Brewing in somewhere Oregon. I can't remember the fuck Is it Ho Ho Hoppy? No. No? No, it's not very hoppy. Is it malty? It's malty. It is Santa's Private Reserve Dip Belgian Dark Ale with cherries and raspberries. Dip it in the Santa stash. Dip it in the Santa. I mean, Santa's beard, beard stash? Like that. Is, this, is this what his beard tastes like? I don't know. The 2017 vintage vintage of Santa's. This is when he's drinking. Do you think he's drinking hot cocoa? Probably. To bring out the holiday cheer, at Santa's request, we brewed a special Belgian dark ale, packed with candy sugar, cherries, raspberries. This brew creates a delicious sweet and sour experience that'll give you both a tingle and a smile. 7.8 percent by. Uh, Alcohol volume, uh, 36 IBU, uh, 20% plateau, or 20 degrees plateau, 56 degrees longitude, and 70 AA, which I don't know what the fuck that means. Brewed using 12 ingredients, premium two-row, hunch, uh, munch, Wehrman Carbrelsch, Wehrman Garmerisch, the third, Wehrman Special W and Midnight Wheat Malts, Willamette Hops, Belgian Candy Sugar, Red Raspberries, Cherry, Imperial Gnome Yeast, which, if we know anything about yeast, we know where they got it off of a gnome, and Free Range Coastal Water, Hashtag Santa Reserve. Free Range Water. Free Range Water. Uh-huh. Yeah. It wasn't captured, Tim. All right. Are you ready? Cheers. Cheers. Tastes like gnome beard. Ooh, that little uh, kick at the end is odd. Like a cran you said yes. was cranberry in there? Yeah, no, wait, what? No, cherry. Cherry. Okay. Cherry raspberry. Something tart. Yeah, tart raspberry end of it. It's kind of like the gnome juice. Ew. Anyways, Jim, you ready to kick it? Let's kick it. What did you pick out for me this week? Uh, this week for me, I picked out Beasts of the Black Hand, which is a graphic novel. Um, it's hardcore, uh, hardcover comic. It's a hardcore porno? No. Okay. It's a comic book of espionage, dark magic, and monsters created by Paul Harding, Ron Martz, and Matthew Dow Smith. Um, so this is set in kind of an alternate past. It's very similar to the First World War era, but um, with diesel pump technology and more more magic um, 64 page hardcover graphic novel uh, will debut in early 2018 laying the groundwork for an epic multi-volume story and here's the basis of the story uh, the time is December 1916 war rages across Europe some empires collapsing, others being born and in snow-covered St. Petersburg, Russia, the maddened monk Rasputin is invited to dinner um, by Prince Felix Yusupov among the dinner, dinner guests is a British secret agent named Oswald Rayner. This much is historical fact. Um, despite the monk's supernatural might, Rayner succeeds in assassinating Rasputin, but his death only starts far darker events. Um, the secret cabal known as Black Hand is plotting to unleash otherworldly horrors upon Europe. It falls upon Rayner to stop the Black Hand's insidious plot, but standing in his way is Mary Rasputin, daughter of the Mad Monk and agent for the Black Hand. And so I'm going to let the creators of the series um, and this first graphic novel talk a little bit more about it. And then we'll get back to the reward levels. Sweet. My name is Paul Harding. I'm a sculptor by trade working for DC Collectibles, Gentle Giant, Sideshow, and many others. You've probably seen my statues and action figures, but I'm also a traditional two-dimensional artist, as well as a storyteller. I came up with a story I knew I had to tell a diesel punk horror adventure 
set in the early 20th century called Beasts of the Black Hand. Beasts of the Black Hand begins with the assassination of the Mad Monk Rasputin by MI6 agent Oswald Rayner, an actual historical figure and the hero of our story. Rasputin's death sets into motion a chain of events that leads to the Versailles Peace Conference of 1919. But the Europe of Beasts of the Black Hand is different from the one we know. A Europe threatened by supernatural forces with rumors of fearsome monsters rampaging in the East. Now, Oswald Rayner faces Rasputin's daughter, Maria, with the soul of Europe at stake. Acclaimed illustrator Matthew Dow Smith, who just finished a seminal run on the X-Files comic series, is our artist. Ron Mars has been a writer in the comics industry for more than two decades, with storied runs on Green Lantern, Silver Surfer, Witchblade, and many others. Hi, I'm Ron Mars, writer of Beast of the Black Hand. I'm really excited to be working on this project, especially the chance to collaborate with friends like Paul Harding, Matthew Dow Smith, and Naraj Manan. Beast of the Black Hand is a tale equal parts horror and adventure, set in a Europe where the shadows are a little darker and the technology is a little more exotic. I hope you'll join us in bringing this world to life as we create a beautiful, oversized graphic novel. Beast of the Black Hand will be 64 full-color pages. Pledge levels include a digital version, the oversized hardcover version, variant covers by a range of superstar artists, sculptural rewards, and more. With a successful Kickstarter, we expect to print and ship Beast of the Black Hand in early 2018 in collaboration with Ominous Press. Thank you for your time and consideration. With your help, we can unleash the beasts. All right, so uh, Beast of the Black Hand graphic novel is um, currently at 431 backers. They've asked for $24,000, and they have 23465 with uh, nine days to go as we record. So Jeez. they're, like, super close, so it's probably going to be backed. Not too worried about it. Um, for backing levels, of course, there's the... Uh, Low level that doesn't get you anything, just to thank you. Um, there's $14, which gets you the digital version, which is 64 color pages and 48 pages of story. Uh, $20 um, gets you a Beast of the Black Hand logo t shirt. $25 um, gets you a Beast of the Black Hand actual physical graphic novel and digital. Um, $35 gets you a Beast of the Black Hand with a dust jacket um, from different with a different art on it, um, along with the graphic novel inside of the dust cover and digital copy. $45 gets you a, a different um, cover um, sculpted by Paul, a picture of a sculpture by Paul Harding. And it's limited to only 100 signed copies, and there's 47 left right now. There's art sets, there's a premium box. Um, going to the highest level, we have for $995 Beast's Sculpture Trifecta. Remember, this is created by uh, someone who's primarily a sculptor for. Um, comics properties. Yep. The Mega Sculpture Reward includes all three limited edition prototypes with matching artist proof numbers hand signed by creator Paul Harding. A Valkyrie prototype bust, a Valkyrie prototype one-tenth scale statue, and a black hand prototype medallion. So if you're really into sculptures, there's that. There's um, other lower, slightly lower levels with just one of those busts, but they're still in like the three to four hundred dollar range. So Jesus. Not cheap. I'm looking at maybe getting the $25 just a basic graphic novel because I, I love all the stuff it's talking about, like Supernatural, Rasputin. That sounds cool to me. Have Rasputin downstairs? That's, yeah. Do you know who Rasputin was? No. It's a historical figure that I think you would find interesting. Did he kill people? He's kind of like the Charles Manson of his time, but he did black magic. That's freaking cool. Yeah. And when they tried to kill him, he was shot, stabbed, and finally he drowned, I think. Oh, and poisoned. Like, he wouldn't fucking die. <laughs> That's so cool! No, you would like the story of Rasputin. You should I check it out. I wish my name to Rasputin. You can all call me Rasputin from now on. Uh, I don't think this might end up being the story that like tells the story the best, but somewhere I'm going to find the story. Maybe there's a podcast that talks about him or something. There should be. You, you, should would, you, would, you, would, you would enjoy the story of Rasputin. So what have you got for our Kickstarter this week? Well, following on with my home tech, we have Point, the friendly home alarm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it actually really quick, and then we'll jump in with the backing levels. Hello Kickstarter, my name is Nils. Three years ago, my team and I came to you with an idea. We wanted to let you know your home was safe, without invasive cameras or complex security systems. That's why we designed Point. Thanks to you, Point is now used by thousands of people across the world. Today, we're launching the next generation. We've learned from our community, 
and we've seen how families and neighbors come together when the unexpected happens. That's why the new point is a full home alarm designed for collaboration. We think you'll love it. Meet Susan, Bob, and Judy Anderson, and their neighbor, Alex. This is their home with Point. Point can sense smoke. Point can sense noise. Point can sense movement. Traditional alarm systems rely on many individual devices and sensors. Point combines sound, motion, and environmental sensors in one device. Through machine learning, it identifies what's happening in the environment, much like a brain. When Point detects something important, a message is sent to a group of people chosen by you, so you can help each other out when needed. Point is now a serious business, and the team behind it is growing. After more than a year of hard work, we're just a few months away from shipping. The new Point will come with a subscription when it hits retail, but we want to offer you something special. All Kickstarter backers, new and old, will get free lifetime service. So please support us and join us on our journey. So as you guys just heard, uh, Point is a complete home alarm with a single device. Let you know if something is wrong at your home without using invasive cameras. And when the unexpected happen, Point alerts you and your family and possibly your neighbors if you let them. Yeah, depends so, who you set up with. Yep, exactly. So uh, it's kind of right up my alley actually. I'm going to have to look into it a little bit more. Um, but uh, I found it interesting. This is actually their second Kickstarter. Yeah, I think they had um, an earlier version that probably had less features. Yeah, the original Point was backed in 2014, shipped in December 2015. They started design phase for this one in April 2016. They manufactured uh, 150 samples of this generation in August of 2017, and then now they are on Kickstarter in November. Um, they are going to have these out by May 2018 is the idea. God damn, I cannot breathe. Um, I'm trying to get back up to the rewards level. They're looking for $25,000. They currently have 41158 with 395 backers 30 days ago. So this is well over, almost double funded. Um, so if you back it on Kickstarter, you get lifetime service with them, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So $5 gets you to support the journey. Uh, they'll give you regular updates from behind the scenes of the progress. Uh, $69 gets you the 48-hour super early bird point. Only available for the first 40 hours. Get one point with free lifetime subscription suitable for one room or a small apartment. Um, $79 is for uh, just the early bird point. Um, if you didn't get in on the first 48 hours, one point is $89. So that's what they're gonna reach. That's what the Kickstarter retail price is. Two of them for $149. One beta point uh, for $199. Uh, you'll get it from the pilot production. Three points for 219. Jumping all the way up to the big granddaddy, the pilot package, $4,999. Uh, Minute is actively looking for strategical partners. Uh, join your fellow Fortune 500s. We have signed with two of you and are looking for the next generation. Uh, are looking for the next 498, sorry. 
We help you set up a customer pilot, get 50 points, engineering and marketing support, and change home security with us. So they're basically looking for a distributor. Yeah. <laughs> and they're asking you to pay for it. Basically. That's funny. You can get 10 of them for $699, though. Yeah. So I'm selling all your friends. Exactly. So anyways, that is my Kickstarter for this week. Tim? Yes. It's time for Game Industry News. That's right. I can't speak because okay. I know this is all Alright, so Square Enix has finally taken notice of the Nintendo Switch. Um, we want, this is a quote, we want to be proactive in creating new IP and rebooting past titles for that platform. That's uh, Yasuki Masuda, the Square Enix president. Say that to them fast. No, thank you. He's commenting on the Final Fantasy publisher's efforts for Nintendo Switch um, and creating new IP, among other things. I expect they'll do a lot of remasters of titles. Um, but they, they said they've noticed that the Switch has been rapid uptake, which, of course, the company's excited about. Lots of Switches are selling. It's a big platform. Um, I think traditionally Square tends to go for PlayStation. They do. I mean, they've got PC somewhat. I don't think they have hardly... I mean, they do release some titles on Xbox One. I think Final Fantasy XV was probably on Xbox One. Maybe. But that's not their wheelhouse. No. So, um, he said this... Um, I'm not sure where he said this. Um, in his presentation, Masuda said Square Enix is looking at the Switch as a potential place to bring new IP and reboots of old, older titles. We base our development resource allocations on the unique attributes of each platform... In particular, Nintendo Switch makes it easier for us to leverage our back catalog assets and experience. So we want to be proactive and create new IP and rebooting past titles for the platform. So, expect to see a lot more Square Enix titles on your Nintendo Switch. So if you are a fan of Square Enix, you may want to consider... Um, if, you don't, if you're only a PlayStation gamer right now, you might want to, in the future, be looking Jump up. onto the Switch! Switch it up! <laughs> see what you did there. Um, GameStop. Stepping down. CEO after a brain tumor. Yep. So that's pretty sad news. CEO of GameStop has stepped down as he seeks treatment. GameStop CEO Paul Raines stepped down, at least temporarily, from his role as video game reseller's uh, top boss due to reoccurrence of his health issues. He announced it um, in his press release um, saying he is seeking treatment for a previously disclosed medical issue. Um, in the interim, Daniel Mateo will take over as CEO. He has served as GameStop CEO and other high-level executive positions back in the 90s, and he sits on the board of directors. So, uh, we wish him the best of recovery, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of sad news, but hopefully he gets the help he needs. Let's move on to game releases, and you want me to do it for this week? I got it. Lumo, Nintendo Switch, Battleship Brigade, PC, Nintendo Switch, Axiom Verge, Multiverse Edition, PS4, Vita, Nintendo Switch, Monster of the Deep, Final Fantasy X. B5, that'd be 15, I think. Yes. Yep. PS4, the impatient patient. PS4. Unbox. Newbies Adventure. Nintendo Switch. River City Rival Showdown. 3DS. MXGP3, the official motocross video game. Nintendo Switch. Super B-B-B-B-Beat. Exonic? Zonic? Zonic? Nintendo Switch. Azure Striker Gunvolt Striker Pack Nintendo Switch. It's a lot of like strikers and. There's two strikers, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Dead Synchronicity Tomorrow Comes Today Nintendo Switch. Ernog Unlimited. <laughs> Do you have a speech impediment? <laughs> Maybe. Ernog Unlimited Nintendo Switch. Rec Room. PS4. That might be PSVR. I thought Rec Room was a VR. I thought PSV I think it's already out on PSVR. No, it's out on um, real real VR. Um, oh, Oculus. Yeah. Okay. I think. Oh, no. I could be confusing with different game. I'm pretty sure it's called Rec Room. Um, Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney, 3DS, Animal Crossing, Pocket Camp, iPhone and Android, Battle of the Bulge in My Pants, PS4. <laughs> Backing up to Animal Crossing, oh. I think if you go on your... Um, Nintendo account, you can get 50 free leaves. Ooh. So if you're interested in playing that game, definitely link it up oh, to your mind. Get your, well, I mean, it's a 
pay to play, so you're gonna want those leaves. Yeah. Right, Gotta pay Tom to to get him a fucking chair so he'll show up into your town. That's hilarious. So fucking. No, that that game makes total sense to monetize. Oh total sense. I, they should have done that long ago. Battle of the Bulge in my pants. I already said PS4. Mantis Burn Racing, Nintendo Switch, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Explorers Edition, Nintendo Switch. I almost fucking bought that. Please don't. So close. I even had the reserve and I canceled it. Thank you. I might reserve it again. <sighs> Stick it to the man, Nintendo Switch. Transcripted, Nintendo Switch. Worms WMD, Nintendo Switch. Portal Knights, Nintendo Switch, which we're going to be checking out, or I'm going to be checking it out, so. Uh, maybe, hopefully, if I can find some time to play. Mm. Letter Quest Remastered, Nintendo Switch. Kid Trip, Nintendo Switch. Physical Contact, Picture Place, Palace in the Porn Industry, 3DS. <laughs> Breakout Defense 2, Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. Crimson Land, Nintendo Switch, and Red Game Without a Great Name. I didn't even have to fucking make that up. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> That's hilarious. What do we call this game? I don't know. Red Game Without a Great Name. They literally just gave up. Wow. Well, that's it, guys. This week is full of Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah. As of all previous fucking weeks, they're like the steam of the console no, industry. I mean, this happened with. Uh, it didn't happen so much with Wii U because like Wii U was just with a, the Wii though. The Wii turned into a shovelware city. Yeah. So you've got to be. It's a good reason to actually read game reviews like on the buttsmashers.com because yeah. there's going to be a lot of crap coming out for a lot of bloatware. Like even. Some of the stuff that Square publishes is kind of garbage, honestly. Yeah. Like, they have a lot of stuff. Like the Tom Nook shit. That's not... I don't care. That's Animal Crossing. That's a red game without a great name. Alright, Zach's tired and, and sick. We're gonna go now. We'll be back next week, guys. Wait, where can they hear more about us and I watch your shit? I just can't figure that out. Okay. Just trying to remember shit right now. Holy crap. Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. That is Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. YouTube.com, that is the use of the tubes.com forward slash plug and play gamer. And until next week, oh wait, the button smashers.com, that's one place you can check us out. And until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Fuck Nazis. And fuck Nazis and fuck the cold. 